You're listening up your game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, joined once again by my best friend, Ben Weir. Glad to have you here, man. Hey, good to be here, man. Well, in this episode, we are going to be recapping the final week of the NFL, week 18. Can't believe it happened. Made it through another season. So recapping week 18 and then looking forward to doing a little preview of the wild card weekend here coming up. We're going to start with those Saturday games, which first you had the Steelers and Ravens. Ravens not having anything to play for. They've got the number one seed locked up in the AFC. Steelers obviously having a lot to play for, and they were able to get the win here 17-10. Ben, I made the comment last week, Tomlin's never had a losing season, 17 winning seasons in a row, which is incredible. You sit here and you're like, Steelers were terrible this year, and yet they won this game yeah. and they're in the playoffs. Like, what in the world? Right. How does that happen? Right. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. My in-laws are like huge Steeler fans because they're you know from Pittsburgh and stuff like that. But like, all I can tell, all I can do is tell them is that y'all are gonna get blown out first round. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, you got a good defense. Uh, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, though. I mean, you're, you have no quarterback. You have zero running game. Besides, Harris had a great game this past game against the Ravens, but again, they weren't playing anybody, so I don't really count that. I just don't. I don't understand it, man. I don't know how they can keep winning. How do you keep winning when you have Kenny Pickett as your quarterback and he's horrible? Like he's absolutely a terrible quarterback. I just don't. And then they had um, what's their face before that? Uh, the Trubisky. Like how are they? But how are they still having a winning record? It doesn't make any sense, man. I don't get it. I don't at all. But Tomlin finds a way, man. He does. So got to give yeah. them. Got to give the man yeah. his props. True. 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 Well, the Texans wrapped up a playoff spot with a 23-19 victory over my Colts. Rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud made all the right calls in the biggest game of his NFL career to help the Texans secure a playoff spot. This one was very disappointing. We're at home. Obviously, we're playing against a very good team. This game not only was for a spot in the playoffs, but potential spot at winning the division still because the Jaguars, Texans, and Colts were all tied with the same record. So here we are at home, Mm -hmm. playoff life on the line, and game did not start out well. 14-3, to not looking good. And then second half, we rebounded. Jonathan Taylor broke a massive run, 49 yards to the the house, tied it up with a two-point conversion, a little fake handoff jump pass by Garner Minshew. Reminded me of those old Tim Tebow passes when he was back at Florida. But I love that play. It's sweet. It works almost every time I feel like whenever people do it. So 14, 14, and then they make a field goal, go up 17, 14, or excuse me, we had a chance to go up 17, 14 first. We miss a 57 yarder, which dinged off the upright. I was like, dang on it. I mean, that's a long kick, but it had the distance. It just unlucky. I mean, people talk about football being a game of inches and they're right there. Just proved it. I mean, literally, that much, just a stinking half the goal post. And so miss that field goal. Texans yeah. get the ball, good field position, go down, hit a 51-yarder themselves. Now they're up three again, 17-14. Gay's able to redeem himself, make a 35-yarder. In the fourth quarter, we're tied at 17. And then Texans get a three-yard touchdown run by Singletary, go up 23-17, miss the extra point. So I'm sitting there, oh, my goodness, like, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go down. We're gonna score a touchdown, and we're gonna win this game on an extra point. I'm like, no way. Right. Well, we go marching yeah. down. But one thing that hurt us, we lost an offensive lineman who was 
obviously big part of the running game, you know, blocking and everything. Because Taylor, I mean, the dude had 30 carries in this game for 188 yards and a touchdown. So just a monster game. For whatever reason, the last play, it comes down to here's our season on the line. This guy's been balling it out all game long. Let's pull him out of the game. So I know I know people are wanting to blame Gardner Minshew because it was a bad throw. Is behind the guy. So on fourth down, right. you got to make a better throw than that. The other half of the people were blaming our running back who has made six catches all year. Why is he in the game on the most crucial play of our season? Like maybe it's, oh, he doesn't play very much. They won't expect him to get the ball. Maybe that was a strategy. I don't know. But why Why you take yeah. Taylor out in that instance, I don't understand. But anyways, so a lot of people blaming Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew. A lot of people blaming the running back. I put a third of the blame on our coach, Steichen, because, yeah. again, why are you pulling Taylor at that critical moment of the game so just a lot of moving parts there the pass is behind him he drops it although I will say it hit him in the hands it's it's a tough catch to make but it did still hit him in the hands and that is what those guys get paid for so right frustrating Ben very very frustrating if you can't tell from my voice oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) well I and it's just I know you've already said it too I think the other biggest part of your frustration comes from and you wouldn't have known this until Sunday so like it wasn't actually known information until Sunday but I'll touch on this part and then I'll tell the biggest frustration for you yeah I I don't put the blame on one or the other I put it on Minshew and I put it on Goodson because 100% what you just said it hit Goodson in the hands Goodson should have caught it but yes it was a bad throw but I am fully on your side on what the heck is Jonathan Taylor doing on the bench when you are fourth and one I just, there had to be some kind of injury or something, or he, maybe he called himself out. I don't know why he would call himself out. So it's gotta be something with the coaching. So that didn't make any sense at all. Which he did go Um, out. But like, sorry, real quick. Oh, he he did go go out earlier in the fourth quarter with an injury. He like ran back to the locker room real quick and he was getting his heel or something checked out. You're right. Oh no. So maybe it flared up and he just was like, I can't, I'm going to be more of a liability out there. I don't know. Haven't found okay. it, but anyway, so okay. continue. That could be it. No, that's fine. I totally forgot that he had gone to the locker room, so thank you for saying that. Um, but I think, yeah, your biggest frustration is then what happened on Sunday is that, yeah, I mean, you guys would have gotten the first down if you would have caught it, and you might have actually gotten to, I think he had a pretty good amount of field to run, too. He might have gotten to, like, the five-yard line or something like that, and then y'all would have been set up for first and goal. Uh, but I think your biggest frustration was, like, the Jags then losing. I know we're going to touch this, but, like, the Jags then losing the Titans, which would have thrown y'all in the division you know, winners instead of the Texans, which I can, that, I, I would be mad too. <laughs> yeah. That was obviously the, uh, the salt in the wound, just extra, just dumping it in there because right. yeah, I mean, at least I could have been like, all right, Jags won. We weren't going to win the division anyways, but at least we still would have made the playoffs. But then right. when the Titans just spanked the Jags, I mean, they took it to them. I mean, and I couldn't believe it because Trevor Lawrence came back and you're yeah. thinking, all oh, the Jags are going to win. All they got to do is win this game. They started out eight and three, and then went one and five. Their last six games, it's like I couldn't believe it. And so they literally shot themselves right out of playoffs because I mean they went from like dominating our division to sitting at home with us. So it's like, what in the world happened to you guys? But it, it's crazy. So I mean, at the end of the day, if it can't be us, I'm glad it's not the Jaguars or the Titans. Like of any of the other teams in our division, I'm mean, happy for the Texans because. Feel like they're never there, and obviously I'm a, I'm a CJ Stroud fan and stuff. Him being from Ohio State, so happy for him and the fact he's a rookie and all that. Like it's cool to see him have uh, that that success. 
But how about the, yeah. um, speaking of the Titans, how about them firing Vrabel? Like, I was a little surprised by that because he's been, uh, I feel like he's really turned Tennessee around. And, yeah, they've had a couple seasons now under 500, but they go out winning against the Jags, knock them out of the playoffs. They've, you know, had some successful seasons, made all the way to the AFC Championship not too many years ago. And they're like, yeah, sorry, not good enough. Yeah, I mean, he's a player's coach, so like I was really surprised, but I guess those guys don't really stick around a whole lot. But uh, the only thing I can think of is maybe he just trusted Tannehill too much, and that's he just like he finally, I, I don't know, this is the last straw or something. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like he's always had a decent defense over there. Um, and, and like really, they've only had like Derrick Henry. I know they picked up Hopkins this year and they had Julio Jones, but like, Leo Jones wasn't the same guy he was you know, when they had him. I think it was last year when they officially had him. Because I don't think he played much last year because he got hurt. But I, I just, I don't know. I was shocked, man. I, I thought he was one of the safest coaches there. I never would have, I never would have thought his name would have been out there. But when I saw that, I was like, what, what in the world's going on? Well, the Buccaneers needed a win to get in, and lucky for them, they were playing the Panthers, so they won nine to zero. So Ben, not a really impressive win by the Buccaneers, but they did just enough and were able to win their division. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, like I've said about the NFC South, or, yeah, NFC South, I just, this is the worst division in football. And, I mean, 9 nothing to the worst team in football. I just, it's not impressive, man. Like, it's it's just not. I mean, I'm kind of happy for Baker Mayfield. He's had a turnaround year where he's been, he's been all right. I wouldn't say he's been, you know, elite or above average or whatever, but, like, he's he's been good this year. So it's good to see him at least get that standpoint and he could potentially win comeback player of the year. Uh, but I just, I just don't see a transition into the playoffs, but we'll see. Well, the Browns had nothing to play for. So Bengals were able to beat them pretty easily. That's another thing that stings Ben is that we got shafted there at the end of that Browns game. And obviously that cost us a win and that win obviously cost us a spot in the playoffs. And again, I don't want to make excuses about the refs because we had other games we should have won and could have won and chances, but it just stinks because talk about a cool storyline. It's like, okay, you know, we had that game stolen from us at home against the Browns. Well, now we win our division. We get in the playoffs. We get redemption against the Browns at home, or at least a chance of redemption against them. Like, what a great storyline. That's not going to happen now because we can't win and run a fourth and one properly. <laughs> and yeah, and, know, one, one, and one more thing. If Matt Gay makes that 57-yarder, we just need a field goal True. to tie it. You know, we're not sitting there – Going for it on fourth down, we're kicking a thirty yarder. That's a chip shot, you know. Going into overtime, right. so maybe we still lose in overtime, but at least we make it to overtime, you know. So, right, right, yeah. I don't know though. The I mean, the Browns on to me are honestly playing better. It's the weirdest thing I'm ever going to say, but are playing better with Flacco than they were playing with Watson. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's bizarre. <laughs> I mean, that defense has been stellar all year. So, yeah. When's the last time I had a guy at work the other day asked me when's the last time the Browns, the Lions, and the Bills were in the playoffs together at the same time? Holy crap. <laughs> That's a good trivia question right there, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Lions, they won 30-20 to 20 over your Vikings. Obviously, they didn't yeah. have a ton to play for other than, um, you know, trying to get that second seed if Dallas would have lost, um, but they didn't. And that's where it comes back to last week. You know, I just talked about the Colts getting shafted by the refs. Lions got shafted last Ooh. week into that Dallas game. If they win that game, they just have to beat you guys, and now they're the number two seed, but instead they're three. So, obviously, a lot of, a lot of things because of that one call, and now you know the refs basically handing the division to Dallas because the Eagles have been faltering, which I know you're happy about. Yeah. So, 
And now, neither one of these teams are in the playoffs, so we don't really care that much. But other than right. the fact that Bill Belichick got sent into retirement by the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 yeah. 17-3. <laughs> Saying, bye-bye, Bill. <laughs> oh, I am not sad about that. You talk about another coach, it's like about time for you to, to yeah. leave, you know, so good stuff. So two things. I It's almost as if the NFL uh, is trying to set up the uh, Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff matchup that they uh, got. Kind of looks a little for bit sure. fishy there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then with Bill, I... I want to. I, I hope he's gone for good, but the uh, the side. I, and now he's even come out and said that he wants to continue coaching. So, like, I, I don't think we're going to see the last of him. I think he's going to go somewhere else. Uh, but hopeful. I'm I'm right there with you, man. I'm hoping that this is the end. But I just from what I've seen reports, I don't think this is it for him. I just think it's it. He's just breaking up with New England. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 100. percent He still has stuff in the tank and go somewhere else and coach. Oh yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised at all oh, if he yeah. ends up somewhere. Well, moving on to. Another NFC North matchup. The Green Bay Packers needed a win to uh, get in the playoffs for the first year without Aaron Rodgers here, and they did just that. 17-9 over the Bears. Jordan Love getting it done once again. Ben, it's funny because Rodgers leaves, and you're thinking, oh, the Jets are going to have all the success with Rodgers. Packers are going to struggle with Love in his first year. and It's the opposite. Obviously, the Jets lost Rodgers right away. But, man, Jordan Love carrying the pack into the playoffs. I mean, I think I had written them off from when I saw that because, like, he, I mean, Love hasn't played good ever since he's ever gotten into action. So, like, I didn't expect this. And he's really come along, man. I, I've been saying it every week, I feel like. But, like, he's, he's definitely coming along. And I uh, I feel like the Packers, I know the Packers with Rodgers was kind of the Cowboys' kryptonite, but I wouldn't sleep on Jordan Love in this game either. Uh, you just, you never know what could happen. He's got a, a good group of young receivers. Aaron Jones looks like he's healthy now. Uh, I, I could easily see them beating Dallas. Uh, so I just, you never know, man. You just really never know. Well, the one team that didn't have anything to play for but still was able to win were the Chiefs winning 13-12 over the Chargers. <laughs> the only comments I'm going to make about this game is that Chandler Jones played and was able to get a sack <laughs> bonus for himself. I think it was like $1.5 So props to him for that. And then an extra Prop for Travis Kelsey for not playing in this game. Who needed only he needed only 16 yards to reach a thousand, which would have been an NFL record eight straight for a tight end. And he said, "Yeah, it's not worth it." He said he woke up, you know his his teammates, Mahomes, all the guys were trying to get him to play, and he's like, "Just don't feel good about it." So I thought that was cool that he's like, "Yeah, I'll just rest and get ready for the playoffs." He's not worried about you know just those individual accolades. He obviously has his eyes on a bigger prize. So I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Not good for him. I mean, the Lions lost their starting tight end. So yeah, good for him to sit. Yeah. I saw Laporta go down. I was like, Oh no, yeah. what are they Laporta. doing? What are they doing? Get him right. out of there. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I, they had something to play for that. Like I, I really do. Fully, they, they actually yeah. Did. So I understood, but, but yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody else who was playing for something got shellacked. The giants beat the Eagles 27, 10, Ben, but somebody else who got hurt in this game was Jalen Hurts messing, messing up his finger. Did you see that picture? Uh, that looked disgusting. Oh, uh, gosh. And then he, he went back. In off the, America. Yeah, he was. And then he went back in the game later. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, leave him on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, it was over. I mean, it, just, it, it was y'all were playing terrible. Uh, game was over by halftime. I, I don't know what y'all were thinking, man. Like, just, just, just give it up. It's, it's over. The 49ers didn't have anything to play for. 
But the Rams did. They won 21-20. And, yeah, set up that matchup with uh, Stafford there. So we'll be talking about that once we do a little preview of the wild card uh, games here shortly. But, Ben, nice to see the Rams back in the playoffs. Obviously, they had an off year last year. They had some struggles this year, some injuries with Stafford and Cup. But here they are back in the playoffs again. Yeah, I mean, huge tabs for Nakua breaking that record too. But I I feel like it's all been along – the defense been playing better, and then now Stafford actually has been playing well too. Uh, and then he's got Nakua and Cup, so I feel like they're another kind of under the radar team that could make some noise in the NFC playoffs. Uh, but yeah, and this was this was big for them to be back. Like I said, the Cowboys got given a gift of the division yeah. and won thirty eight ten over the Commanders, so not much there. Yeah. So you guys can yep. send a thank you note to Roger Goodell and the officials. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, and, then the, and then the last game Sunday night you had the Buffalo Bills beat the Dolphins 21-14 this had a lot of implications Dolphins already um, securing a playoff spot but the Bills were fighting for win and you win your division you're the number two seed and the playoffs lose and you might not make the playoffs at all so they obviously had a lot on the line Ben and great job by them going down to Miami getting this big win and Nothing bigger in the game than ended up being the uh, game-winning touchdown. Was that crazy play? That, I don't know if you saw it. It got deflected up in the air, went high, mm-hmm. and the Buffalo Bills yep. guy looked and kept yep. his eyes on it and was able to come down with it, got the feet inbounds. That was a that was a crazy play. Yeah, it was. I, this was. I mean, this was pretty ugly. And I, I just gonna. I'm gonna keep saying this. Uh, Tua is the weakest link, man, for the Dolphins. Like he really is. I just. I don't see them. I, I could see them beating the Chiefs potentially, but I don't know if I see them going further than that. But I mean, Bills, you know, controlled this game. They had the ball for almost 40 minutes of the game. Uh, they, they just didn't play well either themselves. I mean, they could have easily won this game by at least by 14 or 21 points, but uh, Miami was right there in it with them. So uh, this was huge for the Bills. I mean, I, the Bills definitely needed it more than the Dolphins. Dolphins already had a clinched up spot, but like, and well, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, the Bills needed it for you know if they lost if if they had lost potentially out of the playoffs. Basically, they had gotten their uh, yeah they had gotten their spot clinched and everything before. So it was big for both teams trying to get the number two spot for the for the AFC. So this was this was good for the Bills. So we'll see what they can do from here on out. That's right. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, as of after week seventeen, there was all that implication. But yeah, after the games yeah. that Sunday earlier on Sunday in week eighteen, right? Because of some other games right. that happened. Yeah, Bills were already locked mm-hmm. in at least to a, a wild card. So, yeah, thank you for that. Well, that takes us to wild card weekend, which is right around the corner here. We're very excited. We've got some really good games, some good matchups. We're going to start off with the uh, Houston Texans hosting the Cleveland Browns. Ben, you mentioned Browns probably probably the team or one of the teams for sure in the AFC that you don't want, even though it's a wild card, you don't want to see. That's probably one of the hottest teams right now. Joe Flacco looking like old Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's really, again, just remarkable coming away from not playing football to coming back, and I've always been harping on Flacco, and I feel like he was always overrated, but he's he's playing well. I mean, he's turning the ball over at times, but he's definitely playing well. So, this is going to be an intriguing game. This is going to be a first time for Stroud, too, first playoff game for him in his first year, so it's, it's going to be a really good atmosphere for them, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the Texans have enough to take down the Browns with that defense. So you picking the Browns in this game? A little bit of an upset. I think I think I am going to, but I would be fine with the Texans winning too because I like Stroud as well. So I'm I would pick the Browns. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to say Texans just because they're playing at home. I'm going to give them that, that little edge, and I'm going to say as yeah. as nerve-wracking as it can be playing the playoffs, and obviously as a rookie, C.J. Stroud, you know, he's played in big-time moments in college. He's obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, basically last week was a playoff game, playoff atmosphere there in Indianapolis, and he got the job done. So I'm going to say he continues, you know, just with this streak, playing well, and he's going to, you know, take his team to the next level. Yeah, I could see it too. Well, in a game that should be really entertaining, but none of us are going to get to watch it unless you have Peacock because they bought the rights to it. You've got the Chiefs hosting the Dolphins on Saturday night. Ben, I'm really pumped about this game, but I'm really annoyed that it's on Peacock. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm not paying whatever I can. It's like, what, five, six bucks a month? I'm like, I'm not doing that. And if I watch one freaking football game, no, I'll just keep track of it on ESPN. But like, I just... I hate that crap. I'm just like, why are you doing? Because they were airing that all, all the, all the freaking time last week on the Sunday Night Football, and I'm like, no, I'm not paying, not paying money to watch this, even though I would like to watch this game. I think it'd be good, but like, and it might potentially snow, and it's negative three degrees. <laughs> so like, all the good things about football for me, and I, no, I'm not paying the money. Man, we're getting all that snow up here, man. Starting tonight, it's already started, and all day tomorrow, it's like we're going to be getting blasted. So, Gosh. be interesting to see what we end up with, but. Yeah, weather's going to be a factor for sure. You've obviously got a team coming from Florida, so I'm going to give the advantage to the Chiefs. They're playing at home. I know both. I mean, we talk about the Dolphins not being believers, and obviously they haven't really played anybody this year. They've struggled. The Chiefs have been right there, though, struggling. They've had their own issues. So it's it's going to be a game of two struggling teams, and who's at the end of the day, who's going to struggle less? So I feel like because the Chiefs are playing at home and because of that cold weather, you give this one to the Chiefs, but I feel like it's going to be a good, hard-fought game by both teams. Yeah, I'm right. I mean, I'm right there with you. The only reason I'm picking the Chiefs in this game is because of the weather. Uh, I really, if it was a, a little bit better uh, weather scenario, I would pick the Dolphins. But Chiefs are so used to this. Dolphins not playing this. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't even ever get typically below 30 degrees in Florida. So like they're, and last year they played in Buffalo in the playoffs too. So like I, they're just not they're not prepped for this. So I just don't. I, I could see them technically winning because, I mean, again, like you said, with the Chiefs, with the receiver problems, they potentially could get through with it because the Dolphins have a great running game, so that could be a factor. But, uh, yeah, I think with weather, I think the Chiefs would get this. Barely, though. I don't think it's going to blow it or anything like that. Well, that takes us to the Sunday games, and up first is the Bills and Steelers. So, congratulations, Steelers, on making the playoffs. You're going home. <laughs> ben, ben would, you agree, <laughs> would you agree with that, Ben? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I would be – I would <laughs> – it's so hard because you never know what Bills team is going to show up. You could get a Bills team that plays completely awful and the Steelers could be in this game, but it's not because the Steelers are any good. It's because the Bills are playing like trash. So it's supposed to be snowy there. Steelers are used to that. So, I mean, that's not going to be necessarily a factor, but I, I, the Bills should beat the Steelers by at least 20 points. They should beat them by 20 points, but it would not surprise me if this game is close because of the Bills, not because the Steelers are dominating the game because the Bills are screwing themselves. Yeah, and I would say if it is a lot of snow and whatnot, I would say that'll probably slow the Bills' offense down a little bit and can kind right. of make this game end up yep. being a little bit tighter than it really should be if the weather was good. So, exactly. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I yeah. still think the Bills are going to get the job done. And then the second game on Sunday, you've got the Packers against the Cowboys. And fun fact here, I think the Packers have actually won nine in the last ten games at Dallas. Yep. So yep. watch out. If you're a Cowboys fan, I'd yeah. be a little bit nervous. And especially the last few years, the Packers have actually knocked the Cowboys out of the playoffs. So, again, watch out, yeah. Cowboys fans. Yeah. So, 
everything's going against you right now other than the fact you're at home and you've won 16 straight home games. I mean, that is the one thing that's going for him. So I would love to pick the Packers in this game, but I think, Ben, I'm going to, as much as I don't like the Cowboys, I think I'm going to have to go with Dallas in this one just because they're at home. I feel like Dak Mm -hmm. finally kind of gets that monkey off his back, you know, overcomes and at least wins this wild card matchup. But it wouldn't surprise me at all because you get that same cowboy carousel every year where the fans get excited and all this is our year. And there's that disappointment, (laughs) disappointment year after year, Ben. So (laughs) do you think the Cowboys are going to get it done though? Or you think the Packers might, might shock some people? I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a trend in the NFC and my trend is going to be upsets. So I, I'm going to pick the Packers, man. I'm as much as I hate them, obviously, uh, but like, I don't ever trust the Cowboys in the playoffs. So I think they've got the team this year that could be dangerous. That could honestly, they would not surprise me if they made it to the Super Bowl. Like I, that, I could really see that. But there's also the Cowboys side where they don't do well in the playoffs. So I'm, I'm going to pick the Packers. I think Jordan Love will have a good game. Um, I don't know. Though. It's, I'm leery against it because the Cowboys got a great defense. But I'm, I'm just going to stick with Packers on this one. I'm picking an upset. Well, in the, in the game that the NFL wanted so badly, they made it happen. The Lions hosting the Rams. Lions' first home playoff game in 30 years. And the prodigal son comes home, Matthew Stafford, versus Jared Goff, the neglected child that the Rams shipped off for Stafford. So a battle of Detroit and L.A. here. Ben, who do you like in this matchup? So my trend is going to continue, and I am going to pick the prodigal son has returned, and the Lions fans are going to boo the crap out of him, but they're going to boo him while they're going home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick the Rams, but I would be okay with the Lions winning. I don't have anything against the Lions. They haven't, like you said, haven't been there forever, uh, at least winning and everything like that. But I think I think the Rams will get it done. I really do. I mean, just the Lions winning the NFC North this year and making it in the playoffs is a Huge. victory, having a home <laughs> game wildcard weekend is a huge victory in of itself but i'm gonna say I, it wouldn't surprise me if the rams win this game but i'm gonna say the magic is not over yet and the lions are gonna get it done and they're gonna move on so i live right. i live in All michigan right. i feel like i've got to try to support them a little yes. bit especially, especially since my team's out of it so <laughs> yeah, watch your back <laughs> i know well that takes us to the oh, monday boy. night game where you've got the tampa Bay buccaneers hosting a playoff game which Kind of sounds ridiculous. But anyways, they're at least over 500, so I'll give them that. They host the Philadelphia Eagles, who come in just limping into the playoffs, I feel like is a good word for it. Ben, are you sticking with your upset pick here? I mean, the the underdog is at home. Yeah, technically the Bucs are are the up. Like, you know, I would say they would be the upset. But the only reason I'm saying upset here is because of the seeding. That's the only reason I'm saying upset. I think I don't think the Eagles will make this look good. I think this will be a close game. Uh, I mean, they just lost to the freaking Giants, so like I, I and they've lost to the Cardinals before that. So they're real and man, and it's it's it is fun to watch. It, I would say it all depends on uh, his middle finger, uh, how how that's doing, how it's healing. I think he said it was doing better. I think the Eagles will get this done. I just don't. There's just not much from the Bucks offense that impresses me. So I just can't imagine them scoring a whole lot. Um, but I, I would not be surprised if the Bucks win. I really wouldn't from seeing this Eagles team. I, I would not surprise me. I'm going to pick the Eagles in this one. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles defense has been terrible. And if Baker Mayfield yeah. shows up at all like he has, you know, a few weeks here, the last the end of the season, 
Buccaneers could do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially playing at home, the crowd's going to be behind yeah. them. But I think I'm going to give it to the Eagles. Just, you know, they've got more veteran players on their team. They've been there before. Obviously, they made all the way to the Super Bowl last year. I feel like as bad as they've been, I feel like they're going to just find a way, at least this week, and get the job done. So I'm going to pick the Eagles as well. But, yeah, I think it'll be ugly. I think it'll be close. But, yeah, yeah I think Philly's going to get it done. Well, we should be in some, for some exciting games this weekend. Excited to see how these all play out. But that's going to do it for this NFL Week 18 recap and wild card preview here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.